This is an interview from years ago where a reporter asked Cisco, is there a real life inspiration behind the thong song? And this is apparently his answer. Have you heard of this? I've not. This is one of the greatest things I've ever read. So it was a cold winter's night. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Nerd OD podcast with your host, Red. And the less musical, Dan. Ah, I'm, I'm waiting one week, Dan. We will just have a pure musical-only episode where everything gets discussed in the style of song. Ooh, Ooh I like it. Would it be like Hamilton style or would it be more like a Disney movie? I think it'll be a Nerd OD spec where we have a mix of all. It needs to be like that. So I think the, the most important topics will be covered in the style of, you know, a, a heartwarming Elton John classic. And then the really exciting stuff can be done in like a Hamilton rap. I like it. I don't I know why I'm setting myself up to this. No, me, me <laughs> and Ash talked about this at night. So what did we watch the other night? We watched something the other night and it random. Oh, we were watching Gogglebox and there's a new show on Apple TV, isn't there? Um, and it's, it's taking the mick out of an old musical film and it's got um the what's not not Peel, who's the other guy from Jordan Peel and Key. Key. Him. He's he's in it as one of the main guys and apparently they go walking in the woods and they go across this bridge that's covered in mist. And then they arrive in like a nineteen fifties like weird village where everything's done in song. Okay. And Ash was like, you know what, I really want to go see another musical. And I was like, yeah, because, I mean, we have been spoiled with the ones we've been to see, because we've been to see, like, The Lion King, which was just phenomenal, and then Book of Mormon, which was amazing. Sure. And we're like, we need one that's going to, like, match that or top that. And apparently Hamilton's, like, the greatest ever musical that's ever graced our presence. So I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll we'll give it a watch on Disney+. Plus. See what it's like, because it's on the old Dis Plus. Yeah, now. but then... If you're gonna watch it on Disney Plus, then that you know you you've you've just said, I we've been to see Lion King and we've been to see Book of Mormon, and they are you know you've seen them in the flesh in the theatre, and you're like well, we want to go do we want to see another musical? You, if if you're talking about TV musicals, you've seen a hundred of them because you've probably watched every single Disney movie, having a kid and just because everyone has. <laughs> So you can't talk about I want to go and see a musical and then I will just watch one on TV. So so two points to that. Okay. First thing is, yes, but we don't have anything amazing in our area at the minute. Which no, is incredible, well, isn't it? So it'd be like, any, anywhere, you know, like Amgram right. ones and stuff. But it's trying to get a breakaway to the likes of London or somewhere without Oliver where we can go and watch said thing. Yeah. Which would be quite a monumental task at the minute. Um, and then the second one is, speaking of Disney films, I, I haven't watched it for millennia, but I can't get out of my head the song from Moana. Um, Which one? The, 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 the Here rock It one. Goes. No. And the thing is, I, I don't know the lyrics to it, and it's really winding up. <laughs> I don't know when I was going like, Okay. That bit. I don't know anything else tempo-wise or anything. So all I'm doing constantly is just walking around the house going... And she's like, is that still in your head? I'm like, yep, it will never leave. 
and it never will. <laughs> so it's just yeah. yeah how things like that pop into our heads. It's just I've, um speaking of Book of Mormon, I in fact two two things speaking of Book of Mormon. One, uh, I've got tickets to go and see Book of Mormon in Liverpool, which was supposed to be last I think I wanna say June like nice. last year, twenty twenty. Um and then obviously it got postponed. Um and uh, I'm going with a, someone I used to work with, and I texted me the other day, going, "When, when exactly is it? Is it on? Have they have they rescheduled it?" And and he said, "Oh yeah, it's um, July the 18th, whatever." And I had a look. And I was like, "That's that's a Wednesday. We definitely wouldn't have booked a week. Like we booked a weekend, right? Because because Shell works." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, it, it was. It was a weekend. Like so, they can't move our date to a weekday." And he's like, it's not a weekday. I'm like, but it, it, it is. I'm looking at it. July the 18th, 2021. He's like, look again. Oh, right. They've postponed it for 2022. They postponed it two years. What? Two flipping years. Wow. I don't even know whether I'm going to be alive in two years. Like, you can't. I've, I remember my brother booking tickets to go and watch Little Britain live. And it was about 16 months in advance of the actual show that he booked the tickets. Now, one, there's nothing to say that those two, in that 16 months of time, like Matt Lucas and David Williams, wouldn't have a massive falling out. And <laughs> suddenly the tour gets cancelled. Or you end up disliking them, you know, or you end up hating Little Britain. In 16 months' time, you know, are you still going to be that big a fan that you really want to go and see him live again? That's the thing that always gets me with shows. I mean, we were quite lucky when we booked the um, the Mighty Boosh, just because that show is always going to be amazing no matter what. But it's just, yeah, if, if you're into something like that moment in time. Yeah, and you, you almost just, forget as well. I hate having things in advance. Yeah. Because I'm like... By the time I get to it, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, great. That's coming up now. But I I almost, you know, you, you definitely lose that thrill of it for that little bit, especially if it is months and months and months in advance. Like um, the Bentley Ladies gig, which is yeah, two years exactly. At least, you know, you'll never like you'll always want to go and watch the Bernie Ladies. That's very true. Because they have even when they put out a, a mediocre subpar album years ago that, that was not the latest one i mean years ago you still wanted to go and see him live it didn't put you off you know it did not exactly so we, we've had tickets to go to see um in fact twice now uh, to go and see um eliza and the bear who are a, a, a sort of a indie pop group um and they first of all they were going to play in chester which not many bands play chester so it was quite a nice it's a nice easy place to get to to go and watch a gig um and that got cancelled. Then they announced the gig in Liverpool. We were going to buy tickets for that. That got cancelled. Then we bought tickets. Uh, Shell bought me tickets for Valentine's Day, actually, to go and watch them in Manchester at the Deaf Institute. Um, then COVID. So that got postponed. That one was understandable. Um, and yeah. that's supposed to be last week. Um, on Wednesday, Tuesday, I, I said to Shell, like, is it definitely happening? And she goes, oh, yeah, I've not had any email or anything saying it's been postponed or cancelled. Like, All right, cool. So I thought, you know what, let me just have a quick Google. Let me just check check it. And um, and three days ago, they put out a tweet going, right, sorry, guys, we're going to um, push our, our um, tour back 
because we're going to have a new album coming out soon. So we figure we'll push it till everything's a bit safer and then we'll be able to do the new album and stuff. So, yeah, sorry. But none of the ticket places, this was like about 18 hours before the gig was actually going to happen. And no, no one had contacted us to say, yeah, by the way. I'm not even sure she's had an email now to say, hey, that gig that was on the other night didn't happen. Wow. <laughs> we'll see. Um, anyway, what was my point? Oh, yeah. So things getting delayed. Do you, do, like, do you remember when you bought a ticket? Um, was it Russell Howard? Yeah. And you you, you decided, oh, the safe place for this. I'm going to put them in our Russell Howard DVD box um, because we'll remember that it's there. And then what was it like a month later after the actual show you were like I wonder when that is yeah <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times i've done that with tickets though is is unbelievable i've fortunately so. never done that i always remember that the gig is on the only thing that i did really annoyed me and it, it annoyingly probably probably annoyed everyone else was um i bought tickets to go and watch um for us all to go and watch embrace supported by um it was either hope was hope and social or four day ombre who were the same band but for, for, yeah, for yeah. Ombre. um one of the two was supporting embrace um and th- i was getting the tickets delivered to my dad's because my dad was generally in so it'd be easier um and they arrived on a friday um but he was out and he left the card um and the gig was on sunday so the tickets went to the post office um and then I rang up, I think it was on the Saturday, I said, is, is there a card or anything to say, have tickets been delivered? And he goes, oh, it's a, there's a card here, it says they're at the, the post office. I'm like, right, okay, let me just have a quick, t- oh, okay, the post office is closed, closed till Monday. Yeah. Oh, our tickets literally just, yeah, went to the post office and <sighs> were just expensive piece of cardboard on by Monday. But anyway, um, yeah, so Book of Mormon, Two years, great. I mean, I'm looking forward to that next year. <laughs> at least it'll have been another good amount of time since I've seen it. Because I say, it's at great. least you've seen it. So that's yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Exactly, exactly. Um, amazing. But um, just on a slightly similar subject, I've been playing um, Sick of Truth, the South Park game. I'm, I'm literally on the final boss now, um, and I'm, I'm going to go straight into. Um, thingy the fractured butthole i think um just such good fun simple games i've not i've not i've not played a game that is just so straightforward and uncomplicated in so long (laughs) it's just like for rpgs and and, or, or anything you know like stuff like the witcher and skyrim or whatever that it's sort of based on it's just it's just so straightforward you know, you find a shop, you can tell which weapons are going to be better than the last one, so you can buy new, better ones. You can collect things, you can sell things to get money, you can attack people, you can choose to not attack people, you know where uh, you've got to go on the map. The map's not too huge. It's like, if it wasn't South Park, it would almost be like a kid's RPG. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just so it's just straightforward. It's also so, so, so wrong. And I don't understand. Like, it's fa- famous for being completely censored in europe right yeah um so as you go through the game there's lots of bits of gameplay that have just been completely cut out and a little and a screen comes up and it's like hi people in europe yeah sorry unfortunately the um, peggy said that we couldn't put this bit in the game because this is a bit where you um 
you do an anal probe on Randy um, and you have to control the, the the pressure from the probe and it just it sounds absolutely horrendous. They wouldn't let us put it in. So just this is what happens. And at the end of it, you, this happens. So that's the next scene. And then it cuts to the next scene. And there's about three or four times throughout the game that this happens. Yet the finale of the game, um, the, the US government have put a, a, a nuclear device up Mr. Slave's butt. <laughs> and your your character throughout the game has gathered all these abilities, and one of them is to shrink. So you have to shrink and then climb inside Mr. Slave's butt, climb through his, his intestines until you get to the actual uh, the head of the warhead and then deactivate it. For some reason, they, they, they're absolutely fine showing that. There's no, I was like, this is this is like one of the big finales of the game and it's going to be completely cut out and then no suddenly you, you you're in there and i'm like why why is this not cut out yet all the other stuff is described why is that so much worse i don't understand peggy's or euler or whoever it is i don't understand their line <laughs> yeah. but uh, i don't know it's 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 fun though I, I really like it if if i understand it right the the next one isn't the same sort of i mean obviously it's based more it's on superheroes and stuff but mm. it's 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 based on cards right is it like a card game type thing oh, you know it's been a millennia since i played it played it um I, as far as I, I i understand i could be wrong but i think it is i'm sure it's still the the same mate where you've got your attacks and your magic and okay. special moves and that sort Fair of stuff then. I, I read something about collecting cards and the cards do things so maybe it's just an at all another you know mechanic within it but um but yeah so just really fun i'm I, um and the other game like my time's currently being split between two games that are both very old well one's not very old but fairly old um i got some google play store credit uh a, a while back when i got my new tablet and i've been looking for a game to spend it on and then i uh, I got uh, I saw an advert on something for Stardew Valley, and I was like, "That looks fun. Let, let's that's down to two ninety nine. That's a bargain. That's a good little game." And I've got like four pound of credit, um. So I bought it, and I'm I've put about sixty hours into it so far. Um, wow, <laughs> it's just it's great. Like it's like obviously it's like Animal Crossing, uh, yeah, like Animal Crossing, but with an actual story to it, way more in depth like a lot more grown up it's not just just silly little cartoon characters running around shaking trees and getting bananas and selling them so you can buy furniture for your house and whatever it's there's just so much more depth to it and i'm amazed at, at the like the company that put it together is one guy did you know the story about it so mm. i mean sorry the story but the fact that this was one guy just decided that he wanted um it, he really wanted a new harvest moon game that did all these things that harvest moon would never do so he decided he'd make it and it's it sold millions and millions and millions of copies and it's it's so good um like it and it's really grown up like there's one of the characters um once you once you progress past a certain point in your friendship with them you'll get a little cut scene with a character and one character um her mom's uh, a raging alcoholic uh, and she's always trashing the, uh, they live in a trailer, they trashes the trailer. Um, and there's another guy who is, from what I can tell, 
he's got he's just come back from war and he's got a bit of PTSD. There is a guy who's a complete bomb and an alcoholic and he just hates life and it really looks like at some point I'm going to have to talk him out of killing himself. I don't know whether it goes down that path, but it's wow. it's just it's quite dark with some of the backstories of the characters, but it's really in that respect it's really realistic. It isn't just like, oh, hey, Bubbles the Hippo, how are you doing? Yeah, oh, you want me to find you a turnip? Yeah, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's just great. So good. Um, especially on, like, a, a tablet. It's just a really nice, easy play for a tablet. Um, I noticed, and this will let you segue into something you want to talk about last week, I, I saw um, some press photos of the Steam Deck, and um, the two people on that were playing Stardew Valley. Like, I mean, that's they like now I need to buy a Steam Deck. Yeah, that, well, no, because that's like the 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 only bonus of not playing Stardew Valley on a tablet or on mobile, technically, is that it um it's not been updated to version one point five yet, um which brings in loads of new content. Um, it's only on one point four, um like one point five on PC, Mac, and PlayStation, and everything. Um, in fact, it was on the Vita as well, but you used to be able to buy on the PS4 and you'd get cross buy on Vita. Um, but now they've they removed it from the market and they put it back in without the Vita cross buy for version 1.5, which is a bit annoying because I was going to buy it for that mm. before I got a tablet. But anywho, um, yeah, it adds in multiplayer and some extra dungeons and a whole other area and stuff. It adds to the game, but that's not on mobile yet. So that's the only reason I would consider getting it on PC or Mac or whatever. But, but yeah, Steam Machine, that seems, not Steam Machine, Steam Deck, it seems like complete overkill to sit and play something. I mean, in fact, really uncomfortable to play something like Stardew Valley on. But I don't, I don't know, because this, this machine, it looks, it looks amazing. It looks very big and it looks quite heavy. Yeah. So I don't I know like, how. Yeah. I like that. Fair, I like fair that enough. a lot because I like, I love playing the Switch. Like the switch is great. The switch is brilliant. It's very lightweight, so I've always got that horrible sensation of if Arlo comes up to me while I've got it in my hand, he'd be like, "Oh," and it's flimsy enough to go Poof, out of my hands, and I'm like, "Oh, well, at least if he's coming up to me while I'm holding this beast, I know for a fact it will stay in my hands because it's sturdy enough." Until he goes, "Oh, touchscreen. Oh, what's this?" and just starts trying to like nail everything. Um, I'm like, "No, no, 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 stop that." Um, but yes, the Steam Deck. So for those uninitiated people, mm-hmm. um, I suppose the best way of doing it, it's basically a PC switch is yeah. the best way to describe it. Um, annoyingly, because when when you pre-order it, <clears throat> and then like day one, they were like, ah, this is, me-, and you literally hyped it up so much. I was like, well, I'm fucking down on this. Um, and I was like, I'm not going for a PS5 like, or an Xbox One ser- Series X x whatever in yeah in like any time soon and say my one isn't going to be available until like quarter two 2022 anyway so i've got like plenty of time to just be like yes definitely make sure that everyone in quarter one everything's going fine and if it's not at least i can refund my purchase my reserve uh, reservation be like true yeah it's a good point um because there's been plenty of machines that have tried this before and the only dubious thing for me it's the fact that everything they, they've tried to do has never really took off very well, apart from just Steam. Yeah. 
steam is the only thing really that that is took up. But yeah, there's the I mean the two two sides of this. So you've got things that Valve have tried to do before that haven't really taken off, like looking at the steam machines. But the difference with steam machines is they didn't make them, right? They they you know people could make steam machines. Yeah. So it didn't really have one unified. This is you know, like you have with a console where this is the one you buy and that's the one that gets, you know, that everyone grabs. So it, it was it was difficult to get, I guess, to take off in that way. Um, and then in terms of devices that have done the same sort of thing, there are quite a few. But again, it's like, you know, there's there's not one unified thing that is like, this is the best one and this plays everything um, that you want to throw at it. It's all another company's made. They just shoved the PC into a little handheld thing or a big handheld thing in some cases um yeah. but i think it's the fact that it's valve and they have steam that they've said that there's nothing that they've tried that is on steam that will not work that's it i mean they've 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 stated obviously people are still going to lose their shit because it's they're like everything works at, at 30 fps and yeah. you know i'm i'm even though I'm a HD snob, like I hate watching yeah, SD on a, TV. Um, on a handheld, I, 30 frames a second. Yeah, is yeah. is incredible. Like you, you want to see the state that Divinity Two looks and on the Switch and stuff. It doesn't look pretty at all. Right. Like it runs all right, but it does not look look good. Um, so that sort of thing doesn't phase me. But there's something about this that, again because it's nice to just curl up on text to ash while I've got the Switch in hand. Yeah, this is ideal. Yeah. I can literally like pop it around yours, and then if I want to show you something that that is, you know, like oh my god, you've got to watch this, Dan. I can get the dock out and stick it up on the TV. I mm. don't even need the dock; I can just use the, yeah, the thing. Just but use the, USB-C or whatever. Yeah, but the that's the thing that irritated me is I had all these plans like oh the dock and all this, and then when I once you've done the reservation, you look at the bottom and it's like oh by the way, the dock isn't included, right? Um, and it's not going to be released at the same time. Yeah. Like, Right, okay. So all the videos you show where it's going into the dock and then they're plugging it into like your laptop or your PC or the TV and stuff, like, perfect. That's not available from the get-go. Yeah, <laughs> so all that's, that's going to be is just a, like, it's, it's just going to have a little USB-C mail connector that you, you just slot it in and it plugs in at the bottom and that's it. It's just a bit of plastic that holds the cable. It doesn't yeah. add anything else, does it? Uh, you know maybe well i don't know charging maybe is that it exactly yeah so it's, it's charging as well which yeah but uh, i guarantee when it launches someone else will ain't released. gonna be great no but someone will absolutely have released a cable that splits off into two so you can both plug it into the tv and plug it into a charger at the same time and it'll be you know yeah. 10 quid whatever so I, I hope so because but yeah. to be fair, like what you were saying, obviously about playing Stardew Valley on um on this, the sole reason why I, I really got into it, I was chatting to Mike over it, and uh, we were saying like, oh yeah, it'd be amazing. Like I love playing Div Two on on this. Mm-hmm. It's like and you you're getting one with that. We could do the multiplayer on it, and he's like with mods, and I was like, well, that sold it. Yeah, yeah. and like I've got no reason whatsoever to require that because I played through the game, you know, put hundred odd hours into Divinity Two and fucking loved every single second of it without the mods but now i'm like oh my god i could play a modded version of it this is going to be incredible so i'm mm-hmm. going to do that instead and that's the sole reason that drove me to doing doing that but i've, I've noticed recently i've become really like 
I want to do that. I want to have that. Right. I'm doing this. Um, cause I was, I don't even, I think I was chatting to you on Facebook. Um, no, it wasn't you actually. Sorry. It would have been Ash. Cause I then messaged you straight after it going done. I've just seen this and I want to do this. <laughs> um, I was literally chatting to Ash on, on Facebook and it was on the laptop, uh, while I was working. Um, and some streamer was doing alien isolation on the, on the, on the VR headset, yeah. but just streaming it through. And I was like, oh, I've always wanted to do it in VR. And I'm like, and I've got it. And I've got the Oculus. Is it? So, is that? Is that a mod? Was it ever released officially as a VR? It was never released officially. No. But, so this is just someone's modded it or whatever. Yeah. So, so someone called uh, done the mod called the Mother VR, um, which is incredible. If you if you played it when it first came out, mm. and it was literally controller or or keyboard and mouse, then this one now the literally in December it was no June sorry it was, he's patched it so that it now works with the controls for like the quest and for the rift and stuff like that so it's now like a fully immersive one where you don't have a keyboard and stuff you're literally going around doing it um and i was like right i'm doing that like that that's my goal this is what i'm doing and i'm not only just going to do that i'm going to stream it as well like i want people to see the fear that comes in because the game's fucking like intense as all hell anyway so i'm like i might as well make the most out of it and let people see off my face while we do it um so then a message you straight ahead going dan here's the plan this is what we're doing we are going to start doing this streaming stuff and um, we're going to start off with an isolation in vr because it makes perfect sense um and then this is how we're going to do it um and then i was like right now i need to figure out a way to actually get it working <laughs> so like i literally dusted off the laptop which hasn't been played with at all this year um and then i was like right install in isolation got three quarters way through the installation and it was like hey you've run out of memory it's like mm-hmm. i've got one game on this laptop and that's fucking cyberpunk it's the only game i've got on that laptop okay i can imagine I, that's pretty big right yeah so i was like right well that'll get deleted and i was like do you want to keep your save data i'm like uh no <laughs> can't see myself ever going back to that it was really enjoyable really liked that game but i don't ever think about it and think oh, i need to play that mm-hmm. like it, it as fun as it was it never grabbed me the way that like a decent game should yeah. like with divinity 2 all i wanted to do was just like chat to people about like mike who plays it. i'm like all oh, right okay did like dinner's finished but i just did this da, 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 chatting about it thinking about the build thinking about how we can do certain things and like all this sort of stuff as i'm literally working never had that with with that and with like Shemu and stuff, I'm always thinking like, oh right, okay, yeah. I didn't think about going that place. Just try this, should do that, do that. Like all my favorite games, I'm constantly thinking about, and it leaves an impression. The only impression I ever got with Cyberpunk was they need to fucking fix this and quick, <laughs> and like it's just constantly patching, like non-stop on the PC, and, and each one either makes something really good. 98% of the time it just messes up everything that was actually all right with it yeah so i was just like you know what yeah i'm done with that so i removed it installed in isolation which it just it, the sheer scale of it took like 22 gig compared to like the, the fucking 100 or 300 gig that fucking cyberpunk 2077 taken mm. up so i was like right okay that that's cool um and then i was like right do the mother vr uh, mod and I've never modded anything in my life, so I'm like, oh, this would be fun. I, I don't know how I'm going to do this now. Mm. It was a great idea, and now I'm panicking massively. So I'm like, uh, how do I do this? Oh, it's just literally drag and drop that one single file. 
Yeah, it's never going to uh, be. <laughs> into that folder. Like, I don't have to rewrite anything like you do with Skyrim stuff or anything like that. It's just literally a case of click, drop, done. So it's like, awesome. So then did that, literally booted up the, the quest, plugged into the PC, and it was like, hey, we recognize you got your quest. And I was like, amazing, that's working. Set up the, the Epic Game Store, ran uh, in isolation, and it was like, hey, do you want to use uh, the Mother VR uh, mod? And I was like, yes, please. And then it came up going, runtime error on the Oculus. And I was like, huh. right, okay, I should have tried to sit, fix all of this before I messaged Dan saying, this is what we're going to do from now on. <laughs> and I was like, right, okay. So I was like, went online, tried to have a little scope around it. And people were like, yeah, no, if the, you need to use the official Oculus link cable. I was like, well, no, it says use the one that's in the box. So I won't be doing that. And like, just try this, that, try that. Tried everything i could for like a good 45 minutes could not get it working and i'm like uninstall everything reinstall everything try everything i'm like all it is just a USB-C cable that goes into the headset and into the laptop there's nothing else that can go physically wrong with it unless Mm -hmm. unless if they just updated it for the quest 2 now it's like that's going to annoy me if it is so i was like trying to figure it all out and then just had one last ditch effort and i was like i wonder if i just use the charging cable from upstairs from my phone um, it, instead of using the cable that comes with the headset, try that. Did that boot up no issue whatsoever before? And I'm like, okay, that works then. I was like, right, okay, what I'm going to do is just get to the bit where the alien first pops up because I remember the first like two hours of the game being quite monotonous, just going, right, okay, there's some like droids, like androids there. I just need to hide from them and get going. And it only kicks off when the alien pops up. So it's like, I'll start doing that. I start going through it, mate, in VR, and I have no recollection whatsoever about any of this first, like, hour and a half or whatever. Okay. And going through, I'm like, who the fuck's this guy that's telling me to follow him? I don't remember any of this. And going through, met, like, had to hide. I'd, like, shoot out to people that have been hiding from him. Like, I don't remember any of this. Why did I not think, tell you what, I'm going to start from this? <laughs> Because it's just, it's really intense. The only annoying thing is I've been so spoiled with the VR games that I've played. The likes of that where you can reach out and touch stuff and be like, oh, yeah, I want to do that. Pick stuff up and just, you know, as you're walking around. Yeah. It's, it's dub VR. With this, obviously, it's not a VR it's game. Not it's just it. it's just a mod. So I find myself going, ooh, and sticking my hand out to be like, oh, what's that? <laughs> oh, what's this? And then I go, like, oh, no, wait, hang on a minute. There's no hand there. It's just you've literally got to try and do it with your um with the controllers so like that's weird and awkward at some points um and then it's like to to peek around corners hold down like lb and rb and then use the left thumbstick and i was like i don't know why you find yourself leaning and i was like that's really annoying why you can't just lean so i was trying to press lb and rb and like use the left thumbstick to look around and it wasn't doing a single thing and i'm like Okay, so it's it's not all working. And then I was like, I heard something behind me. And I was like, oh, what's that? And then as soon as I turned, I was like leaning and looking. And I was like, why didn't I just think about that first? <laughs> it's like that would have been the most obvious thing to think about. So they've obviously just left in some of the instructions that was for obviously PC to begin with, where it's like, hey, using a controller, press LB and RB, and then use that thumbstick to look around. Okay. But, he, but he's mapped near enough everything so well to it it's so in intuitive it's incredible and just 
the feeling of being on the spaceship in the VR is fucking terrifying. It genuinely is such so well made. Like if they did the official VR one, it like where you can use your hands to look around, that would have been immense, but I don't think you need it. The only thing that sort of takes you out of it a little bit is all the cutscenes are just flat. Like you can oh, tell yeah. the cinematic because like obviously the right. black lines come up and okay. it's just a 2D one yeah, and it comes straight back into screen. Yeah. But then it takes you back into it again. Um but yeah, damn Dan. It is very, very impressive. And now because obviously I've hooked it up to the the PC and I've got the Oculus store on it and I've never really thought about using it with the link cable and stuff. I've now got loads of like free titles you can play on the Rift and stuff. And then I was like, oh I wonder. And apparently my laptop can handle um Half Life Alex like on high settings. So I was like Okay, that, okay, that's that's going to be one to do then. So let's yep. do that. I was like, oh, and I've got the the Blair Witch game to to play with as well because that was free on the Epic Store. So we've now got Blair Witch in VR as well to try play through. So I'm like, we we've got that because I've got the yeah, mod for that. So that. so there's just loads and loads for us to just randomly on a couple of days be like, let's let's smash some of this stuff out. And I'm very excited to do it. I'm very, very nervous well. because we are going to need sets of pants. Lots, That's good. I have multiple. Lots of pants. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm genuinely stoked and excited to start doing this. Um but that obviously takes away from what I originally was gonna chat about, which was the um the Steam Deck. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That that went on a massive tangent, sorry. Yeah. Um but yeah, the, the Steam Deck. I I, I love the fact that my my Steam library isn't that big. Right. It it's got a few titles on there, but not not as much as the likes of Epic Game Store or GOG, anything like that, because they... <laughs> Epic Game Store, where you spent zero. <laughs> yeah. I bought a few games on Epic Game Store. Mm. Um, yeah, but, but it's, from what I understand, it. well, I suppose now the issue is it runs Linux, right? Yeah. So I think the main the main reason that makes the, the Steam Deck work so well is because they've i can't remember what they called it but they've been working on for for years um some utility that can be put into any game that will make the pc version run on linux right mm-hmm. um okay i forget exactly what it's called it's got some code name to it um so yeah that means that pretty much anything that ends up on steam is going to be able to run on this and that's the whole the, from the day one that was their intention i think to have this you know to make this utility um so they could release their own consoles and whatnot um so i guess that would be the problem with anything on gog or on from any other source really well yeah but the thing is they've they've already shown you actually people opening up other windows based apps mm. and other game stores so you could quite happily like I don't suppose they want to show it off completely because like, hey, look, we are Steam. Literally fucking use Steam because that's what we made it for. Yeah. But but people who are going hands on like, yeah, so I've opened up a game store and I've had a look at this and you can play around with that and you can do this, that and the other. And you've got people playing the old point and click games on it. Um, and they're saying it's quite fiddly to get your grips with. But as soon as you do, it's like playing RTS games and stuff like that look really fluid. And they're playing like old, old school ones yeah. on there like, the like all the ones i've stuff. been playing on yeah like tablet. all the ones you've been playing on your tablet and stuff yeah. so it it will literally it'll handle anything at the moment you can throw at it and i love the fact that 
you can literally just go into it because it's just it is just a, a handheld pc you can go into it and if you want to you can put word on it and just play word so not play word but do yeah, yeah, yeah. work on it and stuff like that um but you can literally upload anything you wanted to on it and it will work it so the dream granted yes if you really found it that essential that there's not enough in your steam library you can use other game stores and I'm like, sweet, because the main one I will be using will be Epic, because <laughs> that's where most of my games are. Everyone will be. I mean, yeah. that if as soon as that can be run on it, that is that's amazing. That is some really up to date current games for zero, you know, for absolutely nothing. I mean, the, the beauty of Steam is that they do have some amazing sales, but like oh, yeah. my apart from my Epic Games library, if I look at my Steam library and my GOG one, it's all older stuff. And part of that is, like, I I never buy, like, a, a gaming PC. I've got a decent laptop. I've got my MacBook, which is pretty high spec. But I don't want to have to faff around with trying to get stuff to work. I remember that from when I was growing up. Like, we had a, we, we always had a really good current computer, but you still always had to faff around with trying to get things to work properly, like the sound wasn't right or the graphics weren't as good as they could be, all sorts of stuff. So I just that's not for me so i never buy any really top of the range current games it's mm. always older stuff that i'm like oh that'll definitely run i that can you know i I don't even think twice about whether a game's going to run on my system because it, it it you know it's not really new so that would probably be the only thing with with me i wouldn't have anything new to play on it it would, it would be all the older stuff so yeah know. But no, it's a 64 gig version would be fine for me. Yeah, see, that's that's the only thing that got me. It was like I went for the one with like the like the the big boy, the 512. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I, I, so there's a 64 gig, a 256, and a 512. But the 64 gig is eMMC, isn't it? So it's it's the slower type of SSD. It's it's almost it is a indeed memory card basically. But from everything I've heard, it runs stuff pretty nicely. Mm it will do it's just you're, you're not like you you couldn't even it's going to be like Warzone all over again with the PS4s and any sort of new title which I know doesn't phase you but yeah. like 80% of the most new titles like you'll be able to put on like half a game or absolutely like one game and that's it it's, you would yeah. need the 512 in, but again to, you look at the stuff that I've got a 64 gig one would be would be okay for everything that I have that I would want to play currently but that's pretty short-sighted because at some point you know people are going to want to play all the you know loads of other stuff and they're just not going to be able to so so i totally get that i I get why it's you know a big difference but even from a memory card stuff supposedly still runs i'm curious Mm. as when it comes out or when people people get a good decent hands-on on it whether you will be able to play stuff like cyberpunk on a um from an sd card highly unlikely i think yeah no so, chance mate yeah no chance i think they've said that it, it's it's again it's like what um like the, the ps5 where you can store stuff on it but running mm. it you're best off really using the actual main memory right. <laughs> like inside it to to run it um and yeah i completely get it. i mean the the 64 gig one will be perfect for the likes of people who just want to play indie games on there or old school games that's that's literally the 64 gig one yeah. <clears throat> and then the 256 and the 512 the ones that are literally going to use it as their main 
I suppose, or like their backup for when they're mooching around. Because the Steam Cloud, you can literally just go like, right, okay, I'm going to carry on playing, you know, whatever. That's just they say, mm. literally just on the on the fly now. And flick it over, which which would be great. To be fair, like I love the fact that you can do all that sort of stuff. Um, it's just it's a it's an amazing little bit of kit, and I'll be very surprised now with the likes of um, like PlayStation and Microsoft stuff looking and going right. Okay, Nintendo have got theirs. The PC now game the gamers now have their one where they can do this. Are we going to need to start doing this now? I suppose Microsoft not so much because of their Game Pass. You'll probably be able to put on this anyway, and then play. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? Absolutely, like that. that'd be a, a win like, for them. But now PlayStation just like, well, we had remote play, and everyone's like, yeah, it didn't work very fucking well, did it? No, like, well, no, no, it didn't. But you know, we've tried handhelds, and it didn't really do that well. But it seems though everyone wants the hybrid now, so I, I can imagine they're now like furiously beavering away now to think, right, shit, how are we going to sort of cope with us and have yeah, possibly. competition coming through? Because it is, and I can see this being a bit of the, the mini future of the way it's going to start going. Like, yeah. it's amazing. Like, I will miss, like, I, I do, like, you want to play in the Switch in handheld mode, I do miss the ability of just looking up at the screen and going like, ooh, you know, and just playing something on a big screen. And I know I can do it with the Switch, but like yeah. I miss... I miss gaming TV. Do you, that, do you think it's going to cannibalise sales of Sony stuff? Like it is a it is a handheld. You know it it's not it's not like I I can't see that many people buying it so they can play games on the telly. So it's the sort of thing that I think people would buy one of, and they still have a PlayStation or an Xbox. Yeah, for this, but I think if if PlayStation did a hi- did the hybrid, then that, I think that's that's the next evolution. Yeah, I think, I think that's, but, that'd but be the, a long way off. I'd have thought. But, but the downside to that is, I mean, the, these have done it amazingly well. How you can that you can see the quality of the game and stuff, but I just I can't I can't picture like playing all the brand spanking new shit in the palm of my hand and it playing and feeling amazingly well like i love the ability like i know i keep harking on about Div 2 and stuff but it's just because obviously it's my most recent games i played but it's easy to play portable mm-hmm. the likes of you know like they were showing off control and stuff like that is going to look amazing on the screen on the big screen in a little screen where you're trying to play it in handheld mode where it's like intricate details to look at and that sort of stuff i, I just i can't picture that doing great no but i think you'll be you'll sort of like 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 i was saying about me i i just i don't tend to buy those expensive games i do tend to have the older ones but then to me that feels like it's a bit of a waste spending that much on something so advanced um so i think you'll i think you're probably the opposite in that yeah you'll think you're not thinking of it now but once you've got it, it almost would feel a waste to not use that. Mm. You get what I mean? So I, I don't know. I, it's, it's, it's hard to judge what which way it's going to go with people. But I don't think I don't think it's going to make someone like Sony or whoever. I don't think it's going to make any of any of the big players. Maybe Microsoft to a, a, a max. Go. Do you know what? This is what we're missing. We need to make one of these. Um. 
I think Microsoft will probably, like you say, find a way to to get um, to get Game Pass on it without any problems or faffing. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's going to be really simple anyway to put the PC one on there. It's literally just a case of plug it into your laptop and move the move the Game Pass. It will over providing that, like like they say, you can get them to run on well, technically on Linux. Mm. It's it, it's it is possible to be fair. Mm. I'm sure I was reading like when they were doing hands on and they were talking about it, that's what brought me. Head. I was like, oh, yeah. what but this is it? this is the beauty of a console. You just you buy a game, you put it in, and it works. You don't have to do mm. anything to get it to to work. So it, it, it's in Microsoft's interests, I think, to get it to work flawlessly. I mean, at the very least, it would be the Game Pass, um, the streaming stuff, right? Yeah, you know that definitely. That's surely that's got to work without any problems. Yeah, hundred percent, mate, hundred percent. And that's 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 the beauty of that service. It's great. I mean, if Remote Play worked amazingly well, like the you know the, the you can Remote Play on a laptop now, mm. so you would be able to literally Remote Play on the Steam Deck. Exactly. It just it just doesn't work great. Like even when I was sitting on the couch with the PlayStation there and Ash was watching oh, no. something, I yeah, the PlayStation to, one, but yeah, and say, yeah. but the the Game Pass stuff works incredible. Yeah, but it's I just mean, the, even even PS Now doesn't work that well, right? No, no. So yeah, it just seems like Microsoft have got it, and no one else seems to have have mastered it. <laughs> yeah, figured it out. Unfortunately. Yeah, maybe Stadia. I don't know. Still haven't tried it. No reason to, I suppose. But. No, that's the thing though. Cause it makes me laugh. I was looking at my wish list when you were talking about like the style of games I want to get into and stuff. And future, I'm looking like all my ones at the minute are all like old school new RPG. So like Baldur's Gate yeah. three, right? Um, and like Celeste and that sort of stuff. So I'm like, all these would play really nice on the on the deck. Like yeah. they would play really nice. But I, I I'd never have anything that's so intensely. Like in gra- graphic intensive that I think we'll struggle with it. It's like, you know, the latest game I bought on my PS4 before I got rid of it was Shenmue 3. Mm. Like, that really wasn't that graphically intense. <laughs> like, there's... Make, grabs me on everything. Like, I would love it. Like, don't get wrong, when the new Dead Space remake comes out. Yeah. A nice little segue mm-hmm. um, into it, which, by the way, I fucking loved the original Dead Space. I remember you did, yeah. So it was one of the few games that lore and stuff got me massively into it before uh, the game came out. So what what Microsoft did with the, which I miss because Microsoft were the kings of doing this sort of stuff, uh, with likes of Alan Wake and with like Dead Space, mm. you could you could download the um, the digital comics on Dead oh, right. Live, yeah. and they would literally be like um, animated comics that would go through. And it would tell you the, the story prior to Dead Space that would go off. And before, obviously before Alan Wake, there was like little mini videos and documentaries and stuff you could do, uh, all of which were in, amazing. And I miss that sort of stuff so much. But the, um, the the Dead Space one was done by a guy called Ben Templesmith, um, who, who drew loads of stuff, including like the Silent Hill comics, which mm-hmm. is what made me go, ooh, amazing. Like those comics, Silent Hill comics, and series of graphic novels were amazing. So the fact that he was involved, I was like, yeah, okay, I need to get into this. So 
watched I watched a couple of them and I was like, yeah, these these are really good. And I got really sucked into it. And then the game came out and it was not what I wanted, but it was still really good. Yeah. Because like I expected it to be like another proper survival horror. You know, where it was like very limited everything, loads of puzzles, <clears throat> proper like Project Zero, Silent Hill, Resident Evil type of game. Mm-hmm. But you got Resident Evil 4 in space, like a really brutal Resident Evil 4 in space. Um, but still, nonetheless, it was more actiony than it was like horror-y. Um, the atmosphere was great, but yeah, it was just like, oh, look, there's bad guys everywhere, shoot everything, cut off the limbs, do this. And I'm like, right, okay, cool, we can do that. But it was it was a great game. And number two was did everything Dead Space 1 did and improved upon it. Hmm. And then Dead Space 3, they just went, right, how can we flog this? Like, just like, we, we just need to make money. How do we do it? Okay, I'll tell you what, let's do it co-op. Let's get rid of any element that there might be any fear whatsoever involved. And uh, we'll just make a pure full-on action thing. And if that's not good enough for you guys, we've got an on-rail shooter for the Wii, if you fancy oh, that yeah. as well. And I was like, <laughs> oh, what what's happened to you? You could have been so good. And there was a pretty poor... Uh downfall portable oh yeah. right yeah sorry that there's also it's two two mangas yeah. as well they did uh aftermath and downfall uh, both of which were awful and i bought mm. them day one all right um, <laughs> yeah so i was i was massively into the universe despite the fact like three and onwards were just absolutely awful um but this remake they're using the frostbite engine and it's next gen well next gen only current gen only they're not using like ps4 it's not going to be on previous gen it's literally just sold next gen and it looks like they're only showing you a little teaser trailer but it looks just like yes the atmosphere is back and like i love just how slow so much of a slow burn it was to begin with and i'm like yes okay i'm into this into this into this and then obviously it went massively action affiliated but now i know what i'm getting myself into i know i'm going to enjoy it more Mm. and i think that's why i really enjoyed dead space too because it was like right okay i know it's going to be more of the same and i'm happy with that but now i know what i'm getting myself into i can enjoy it more and it was brutal like the nursery scenes with the aliens that were like little babies that cropped up the fucking necro legs and shit and yeah it got really twisted and really quickly and it was brilliant and they did the amazing um i don't know if you remember the advert where they played twinkle twinkle little star um, oh, you're, you're upset any if 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 any game publishers out there want to sell <laughs> this one copy they just need to put a nursery rhyme in a trailer and reg will be all on it yeah, but don't just don't be like twinkle, twinkle, like really fuck it up. Well, that one's like, been used. Yeah, like exactly. It's got to be a really weird version. Like mess it up because it, it was saying they did. Uh, who was it? Did Ring Ring Roses? One of them did Ring Ring Roses, and it really messed me up. And I was like, this is awesome. Like I love that. Um, and even like Dishonored, Dishonored did it with What to Do with Drunken Whaler, and that was amazing. Like. I loved that, and that made me buy Dishonored <laughs> straight away. Turns out I wasn't a massive fan of Dishonored, but that, that song was great. Um, so, yeah, you've got a very valid point. If you want to sell one copy, just just do that. Or if anybody fancies making a really messed up, just like album of nursery rhymes and kids songs done yeah. in a horror style, I'll buy it. I'm all over that. Like I'm, I'm buying albums in the style of nursery rhymes to play for all of it on Google Home. Oh, so, so why not? 
Let me get some really messed up horror themed nursery rhymes for him. Yeah. yeah. He'll love it. He'll love it. He'll grow up and like just not scared of anything. Yeah. We, and he'll be we, the same. He sees a, a video game trailer and it has blooming, <laughs> when you wish upon a star or something playing on it really creepily. Yeah. And then Dad, Capcom, buy me that. And then Capcom be like, yes, two sales. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, haha, no wish. We'll share a copy. Yeah. Jokes on them. I'm like, just have my login details. You know them. Yeah. Is that you're still using the same one you did from the PS3? Still using yes, the same right. password that you do for everything that, yeah. Yes, I am. It <laughs> <laughs> yeah. should be awesome. Um, but while we're talking about creepy horrors and stuff like that as well, obviously it's been uh, digital Comic Con or Comic Con at home. Well, they started okay. showing off a load of load of stuff, and they showed showing the TV um, series of Chucky, just going through. So this is child's oh, play. So yeah, they did. Great. So just they did once. <laughs> for me, yes. Okay. And as both for a lot of people, I love the child's play films. I thought the child play films were great, even to a lesser extent, called Chucky. But you know, I I I loved the child's play films, um, and I think it's because I seen them when I was so young. I remember it messing my brother and cousin up massively. Um, and I think that's what made me go, I love these. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Um, and it only started because we went to, this is showing how old we are now, Dan, unfortunately. Uh, we went to Global Video, uh, not even Blockbuster, but Global Video, which was okay. a, a, a rental place in Ellesmere Port that you could get VHS videotapes mm-hmm. because because uh, DVDs weren't around at that point, not even okay. thought of. Um and we were like, we went there with my auntie and she was like, you can pick any, pick any films. And we had, there was like a day away. You could like rent three for a tenner or something like that um, for the weekend. So we were like, oh yeah. And we rented, <laughs> oh, what were the other two we rented? So we rented two others, which we could all watch and there was no issue with it. Um, but we were struggling with the third one. And I was like, that looks cool. Cause it just had Chucky on it. Um, right, Charles, Charles played two, I think it was. No, three. Oh, so this wasn't even that you were like, uh, yeah, this is really good. Oh, did your mom say that's okay? Yeah, she lets us watch these films all the time. Was, <laughs> no, uh, really... Oh, that that's got a a, a a doll on the front. That looks good. It was yeah, because basically it was Chucky. It was Charles play three. So it was Chucky with a Jack in the Box mm-hmm. um, at the front, and he's got some giant, giant like garden shears. Okay, he's he's doing it. So it looked quite menacing, but I was like, oh, what's that? And my auntie just looked and went, right, doll. Didn't even look at all properly at it. And we're like, right, okay, cool. Yeah, child's play. Yeah, amazing. Let's, let's put that in with the thing and we can all watch it. Yeah. Um, and they le- left us in the living room, my mum and my auntie, and they went into like the garden or the kitchen or somewhere to just basically get away from us. And went, right, they've got their entertainment for the day to crack open the wine and they can just sit in the living room and just watch like you know, nine hours of videos and that's fine. Um so we watched the first one and they came in like do you want food and stuff and like yeah we want food and they give us food and snacks and everything and then sod it off um and it, it was right at the beginning of the child's play where he the kid's swinging on the swing and kicks a mound of dirt and it just sees the face of chucky and he's like what and it's like shows you the hand and stuff and at this point chucky's not alive he's just a doll on the ground um okay. and my cousin went nope nope and just ran into like the corner of the dining room because it was like an open plan living room dining room ensemble they had 
my mum's house, um, and just ran and just sat on a chair facing the wall. And was like, <laughs> I'm not watching this. Like Blair Witch style. Yeah, he's he just like, he's like, I am not watching this. No chance. Like, just, I don't even know what's going to happen, but this is just not for me. But didn't want to go in the living room because he knew me and Chris wanted to watch it. Right. So he was like, I ain't a snitch. I'm just going to sit in the corner and rock. Yeah, snitches so, and snitches. Yeah, yeah, just so I don't actually have to do it. Um, so I was like, yeah, cool. So did that. It literally then all started kicking off. And our Chris was like, yeah, no, this is definitely not for me. Like, and I'm sorry, Gray, but I want something else on. I was like, but this is getting really good now. So our Chris went in the kitchen, got stitches because he snitches. Oh. Um so my mum came in and was like, what is this you're watching? As Chucky's just like got um, some cling film, so to speak, and just like over some woman's face and it's just like suffocating. And I'm like, look what Chucky's doing. <laughs> to which it then got turned off. And mum was like, me and your dad will watch this first and then you can watch it and we'll tell you to cover your eyes and stuff at the bits. But so you can go then go into school and be like, oh, I watched child play over the weekend and it's amazing to make ourselves look good in front of everyone else. Of course because um, we used to do that loads like Universal Soldier was one of my favourite ones because every two minutes it, my mum was like just cover your eyes I'm like huh <laughs> so like you'd obviously cover your eyes but keep the little slits open so you could see what was going yeah, on okay <laughs> um, so yeah so then we we ended up not being able to watch it and then it was my mission from every Christmas and every birthday what do you want a Chucky doll I want a good guy doll I want a good guy doll that's all I ever wanted never got one but I <laughs> wanted one so bad <laughs> just to start leaving our, either like in our Chris's room or when I went to my cousin's just when he went to the bathroom or something, just stick it in his bed, just really fuck them up. <laughs> um, but I was a, a huge fan of Chucky from that moment on. I was like, you know what? That, that scenario has made me a really big fan. Like the films, if I didn't have that, would probably be awful. <laughs> but for me... I can vouch for that. They, they, they are. But, <laughs> but you're not into horror though, are you? That's the... That's the no. No, a, a horror film's got to be particularly good for me to enjoy it. So, right. Right. <laughs> that says it all. Fair enough. Man. I don't enjoy it. It's not good enough, Reg. Right, fair enough. Well, for me, it is. And the reboot, yeah, it was not great. It was okay. all right, but it then wasn't. why are you at all positive about a TV series? Because this is continuing on from the actual run of films not the great. reboot great, great so it's got what, the what original... channel is this uh, so what this service? is uh sci-fi <laughs> brilliant you were you were burying that lead weren't you, you were <laughs> yeah i wasn't gonna say, i wasn't gonna tell you that bit to be honest no. with you mate. um but they showed the trailer and the trailer's awesome so it's just i think it, it so it's following on straight away from well it's a side story from cult of chucky um, basically, nothing to 99% of the people. <laughs> um, but Chucky now just doesn't care who who hears him, basically, and sees him do stuff. Um, all he wants to do is just go around and murder things. Now, instead of trying to get out of the body, he's just like, hey, kid, I'm going to go murder your sister. Do you want to come with me? And she's like, I think I'm scared now. And he's like, good. <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus. But it's it's got the comedy in it. And it's also got that, like, ooh, messed up fear, which I'm like, yeah, this is going to be a really fun series. So, again, it might only have, you know, one sale, but that's me. <laughs> I, I'm well into it. But 
according to the forums and stuff, people who are into the original films are actually like looking forward to it as well. So technically, it's not just me. So okay. you no, know, I'm, I'm, I've got some hopes for this. I think it could be quite fun. There is, I just, uh, it, it completely blows my mind that there are some franchises that they keep going back to, and they never, right. they never seem to be like massive and popular but there's constantly like are oh, we going to do a new version I just give mm. up on it <laughs> the only thing I remember about Chucky was that it got banned That for me I don't think I'd have heard about it for years and years after if it wasn't for that mm. just had that controversy about it but I don't know yeah, I don't know. It's, it's it's weird, like that sort of film because I love the likes of Puppet Masters and like all that sort of stuff. Even though like Porcelain Dolls, just no, I can't <laughs> deal, enough. can't deal with them at all. But the Puppet Masters and that sort of stuff, like I love those sort of horror films. Like they, you know, the cheesy but the brilliant, they are really good. Like some of the old ones, everyone looks like the Candyman. Have you seen the trailer for the new Candyman reboot that they've done? Yeah, it looks interesting. That's um, thingy, the other Jordan. Jordan Peele. Peele, yeah. <laughs> the other half of the game. <laughs> so, yeah, like, that sort of stuff. I remember doing Candyman in front of the mirror when I stayed at a mate's house, and his brother chased us all the way through Whitby Park with, like, a giant hook. Um, Brilliant, yeah. Yeah, that, that scared, <laughs> scared me shitless. Like, the, the film didn't. It wasn't bothered about the film, but him and his mates who heard me and Matty go, Candyman, Candyman. And then... They were like, nah, we're not going to do it the third time. And then, like, an hour later, we went. And he must be like, right, guys. Because we all live, like, literally around that roundabout by my house, my old mum's house, which you, you know, Dan, but obviously people at home won't. But we all live very locally, like, about six houses around each other. Um, it wasn't far. So he just literally must have gone, right, guys, we're scaring them shitless tonight. Okay. Cool. And, yeah, they did. They did a really good job. Like, I nearly broke my neck falling down the stairs um, to get out of the house in time. It was just terrifying, but like the films themselves aren't great, and I can't believe they keep doing it. But then you've got to keep thinking, well, they have done 14 different variations of Friday the 13th, and there's a new Halloween coming out again soon. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the horror films never die. Horror, no, horror films, I get the point. They're so cheap to make. And, you know, when they hit, they hit massive, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the, um, I've heard good things about, like, I've, pretty much every every podcast for the last maybe month and a half since lockdown has ended i've come on the show and gone oh i went to the cinema to watch this film i went to watch this film i've just been going to see films that i'm even just moderately interested in yet this week there isn't one but everything i'm reading is telling me i need to go and see the new m night Shyamalan film no No, i know i'm not gonna (laughs) because i'm hearing it's really good like everyone's saying, oh, he's back to his old self. But it just, look, I've seen the trailer. I saw the trailer months ago. If not, I, I don't know, was it one of these that got delayed? So maybe a year ago. It just looks so bad. And for people who aren't aware, it's called Old. And it is about a beach that these families go and they take their kids. And something about the beach means that everyone ages really quickly. So suddenly their kids are grown up. Um, and suddenly the the parents are really old and I don't know just seems like a really stupid premise and I'm sure there's going to be an amazing hilarious twist at the end I just don't I just don't want to want to know what it is to be honest no 
No. No, I've got no interest in that whatsoever. No, but yeah, other than that, there's nothing out at the minute. Um, did the new G.I. Joe <laughs> come out in the, in the States? Yeah. Like, I didn't even know this film was happening until about a month ago. Oh, now, right. I, I actually liked the original two. I, I'm not going to say I loved them, but I like, right, I really like the Mummy films. Um, and anything that, what's his name? I can't remember what it is. Steven Summers, is it? I forget the the guy who directed and wrote and whatnot, the mummy films and he did Van Helsing and he did GI Joe. I think he did at least did the first one. I think he did the second one as well. Generally, I like his films. They're just decent, fun action films. They're like Jerry Bruckheimer films. If Jerry Bruckheimer was better, <laughs> uh, I don't want to say brilliant, you know, great because they're still not great. Um, but they're just fun films. So I enjoyed the GI Joe films. Something about them just, I don't know. I, I liked, um, but it's been so long, and now they're doing an origin film for for Snake Eyes. Mm-hmm. Is this is this a reboot? Is this carrying on? You're carrying on, I believe, mate. <laughs> I don't understand. If it's been, it's got to have been at least eight to ten years since the the second GI Joe film. If they couldn't get the funding to make a third one in that time, what makes them think that people are going to want to go and see a, a, an origin, like a, a prequel? Because unlike me and you, kind sir, we are not massively into G.I. Joe to the stage where like, the action figures have, over the past, I want to say 18 to 24 months, have like have had made a huge resurgence for some reason and i'm okay. not quite not quite sure why because obviously this has been wrote and made prior to the 18 24 months obviously uh that's coming through but i've been watching on the gamer network channel jinx or whatever it's called on sky mm. they've got um like it's, it's an awesome show it's called the great action hero tra- trail or something like that um and it's some guy who's doing a charity auction for kids um and basically some charity's gone, here's a shit ton of cash. Go buy us, like, figures that you know you can make more on. It needs to be action figures, and they need to be collectible. Go get it. And out of all the figures in the world, like, the G.I. Joe is in the apparently the trifecta of action figures. Okay. Which needs to be. So the trifecta is Star Wars, obviously. Mm. Um Transformers and G.I. Joe. And okay. then just under G.I. Joe, it's Turtles, which made right. me go, oh, they're going to search for Turtle stuff. I'm interested yeah. in this. I'll watch it. Um, but yeah, the, the, some of the G.I. Joe original figures and like the offshoots from like the original animated films and stuff, uh, they're going for like ridiculous money. And Snake mm-hmm. Eyes is apparently the most popular G.I. Joe character. So like that i think just goes to sort of show that people are massively into him and going right we need to yeah it's i don't know whether that translates to a to, to a film though that's the the thing but what's that sorry are they still doing the shared universe idea uh what the hasbro universe yeah it wouldn't surprise me if they did down the line because I'm wondering if that's why they're like, right, okay, we need to rem- like remind people that we have these franchises so we Maybe. can... Uh... Yeah, and I've just got a thing up about it. Um, it, it is a reboot. 
Oh, it is a reboot. Yeah, spoil slight spoilers, but during the credits, it sets up, um, you know, other characters, other GI Joe people. I couldn't name another one. I know GI Joe. <laughs> yeah, Joe. I know. Yeah, I know Joe, and I know Snake Eyes. Unless they're the same people. No, no, they're different person. people. Yeah. yeah, and the thing is, in the it, from what I remember in the film. Um, Snake Eyes was very much like um, uh, what's he called in um, the boys black um, thingy oh, the the guy you never see his face and he just wears the black suit yeah um, black just, um, oh my god what's his name oh but anyway him it was very much like that he was just completely black mute. Noir, black, noir. black noir that's it Completely mute, always wore that, you know, that you couldn't see his face, anything like that. He just was very emotionless. Same sort of character, basically. Um, but in the second one, they did, in fact, they did do a flashback to show how he, you know, became what he became. So it makes sense that this is a reboot. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's a, it's a really tough time for a new franchise to get going because obviously not as many people are going to the cinema as there, there were two years ago or whatnot. So you either got people have either got to go, this is the film I want to go and see. Um, and you know, or they just go, oh, I'm just going to watch it on HBO max or whatever. Yeah. So the only good thing is HBO max, because these films are free, then they get these massive numbers and then they're almost fall into thinking, Oh, this is a massive hit because look how many people have watched it. Like, look at, again, we didn't talk about it. We said at some point we'll talk about it. But that Amazon film, The Tomorrow War, with Chris Pratt, I have not seen a single thing that said a good word about the film. It was just, it's just a really stupid story. Didn't make sense. Badly paced. Not particularly great acting. It just felt really pointless. You know, Mm. even almost like a bad version of Edge of Tomorrow which is an amazing film that I absolutely love. Oh, sorry, just, just, I, massive tangent. In fact, no, yeah. r- remind me to... It's a tangent to, back in a sec. Yeah, okay. it's just tomorrow, just, that just reminded me I need to chat to you. <laughs> okay, on pod or off pod? <laughs> yeah, um, okay. on, the, the, this is a conversation we had off pod, which is coming on pod now. <laughs> okay, right. Um, yeah, so that, that film, because it was free and on Amazon, and people were like, oh, a free film that's got Chris Pratt in it, I'll watch it. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it it did huge numbers. It was the biggest single-day like um, streaming event on, on Amazon that they've ever had. Yeah, so much yeah. so they're doing a sequel. Exactly. exactly. And the same for um, Netflix, Army of the Dead. I saw, mm. you know... I mean, okay, you've got your your, your Zack Snyder zealots who are like, yeah, it's great. Anything he does is amazing. But most of the reviews for that were like, this isn't very good. And most people I talked to said the same. Um, but because it was free and it was this massive film that it just felt like, oh, here's a free, you know, a, a big film. That I don't have to go to the cinema to see. People watched it. So the numbers inflate how popular it is. But how many of those people saw this first one and go, yeah, that was rubbish. No way I'm watching a sequel, even if it's free. Yeah. That, that's exactly. what they're not, they're not sort of thinking about. Uh, and um, Godzilla versus Kong, again, got slated by a lot of the critics. Um, yet, because it was on HBO Max, it did massive numbers 
And I guarantee now there's going to be more, uh, even though, you know, I don't think they've ever had a massive, humongous hit. It's just been enough that they can just justify the next sequel just so they could get to Godzilla vs. Kong. And even a Mortal Kombat. It didn't do particularly great at the cinema, but the numbers on streaming were amazing. So you know there's going to be a second one, and that's that's the only redeeming thing about yeah, that because it's exactly literally setting up ready yeah. for the sequel. So that's yeah. the only one I'm glad is actually going to get something out of it. So it's I just think it's really tough for a film like that to be like I can't see people wanting to go and uh, go to the cinema to be like this is my one movie I'm going to go and see at the moment because I'm staying away from public spaces or whatever mm. um or and i don't know whether it is or it's on hbo max and then great there you go i'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure it just doesn't don't know doesn't quite seem to to make a lot of sense i would have held back on something like that but i'm not even sure when it's out here i've been keeping an eye out but it's i know it's out in the states now but not here but anyway mm. i can't remember what the, the point was there just that there was another gi joe film and i don't it's understand why <laughs> we were talking about um, yeah. Chucky, and you're like, I just don't get regular relevant um, franchises yeah. like Legends of Tomorrow. Okay, all right, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I even put, oh, I even got my list up on my phone. There is something I wanted to talk about relevant to that that I didn't mention to you because I didn't want to spoil it. Is it the season six teaser trailer? No, no, oh, I've geez. not watched it, and I'm not gonna. So don't don't watch it, Dan. Me, I, I mean. When I say that, I mean, just don't watch season six. Okay, no. So this this will wrap it up because we're at an hour and a quarter. But me and Reg, you, we used to really enjoy the Arrowverse. So Arrow, Flash. Um, I don't know whether you watched much of Supergirl. I quite liked it. You know, um, what else was there? Legends of Tomorrow. And, and the thing is, at least Flash and Arrow, we both used to really enjoy Yes. And it's one of those I I I'm a completionist when it comes to things like that to the point where I I like to watch them in the right order and I also like to make sure I don't miss any of them. So because cool. I wanted to watch Arrow and I wanted to watch Flash and to a lesser extent wanted to watch Supergirl, I also had to watch Legends of Tomorrow and then I had to watch Constantine just so I understood where he came into it you know, Black Lightning, all, all of them. I wanted to make sure I, ha- I, I had all the pieces. Yeah, you um, had overkill. Yeah, and to the point then, I just, I think I watched the second season of Legends of Tomorrow and then went, I can't, can't do it anymore. I cannot watch this program. This is biggest pile of garbage. Like, Flash and, and Arrow in places got a bit stupid, but it was always just on the sort of, just yeah. fun enough, but not, not, ridiculous that uh, you know it, it put me off whereas legends of tomorrow is trying trying so badly to just be the most completely crazy thing they can they can be to the point where i sent uh, i'll explain in a second how i came across this um but i sent reg a link which is a clip from i think season four of legends of tomorrow where they're in some museum which is about the greatest evils in of the 21st century or the 20, 20th century, I think it is. So you've got, you know, obviously like Hitler and whatever and just lots lots of all these. It's almost like Night at the Museum. From what I can tell without watching the episode, some of these characters come to life and they have to fight them. But as they're walking through on the exhibits, they walk past this 
glass big glass window and behind it is cisco so cisco the guy who did the thong song mm. and he's got some dancing ladies in a bikini behind him and it's like in uh, the, they're like statues and then one of the characters goes to press the, uh, this button um presses it and then suddenly they start moving like robots and then start dancing and singing to the thong song but then they get attacked so they're fighting to the thong song and one of the characters one of the main people is like break dance fighting along to the thong song and fighting these and it's just it sums up everything that's wrong with that program it's not just that one of the people is using shake weights as the weapons of yeah, choice and there's some again i read the comments and there's some relevance to that that she finds them in a museum and is like, what are these? And they're like, oh, it's it's an exercise thing. And for some reason, she has to then keep holding them and using them all through the episode. So, yeah, it's it's bizarre. Um, go on, I'll, I'll circle back to my reason why I, I sent you this. So what what's up with the season six trailer? So everything. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, I'm completely out of the loop with Legends of Tomorrow because yeah, I watched thanks. half an episode and was like, this is fucking awful. Yeah. Nope, I'm out. Um, and then you sent me the link where they showed you that, but then they also shown you, I, I don't know if you're going to talk about the thing that that made me just go, I can't watch the end of this trailer, <laughs> uh, the no, end of this clip. I the haven't fight seen scene. No, no, sorry, you know, the fight scene you sent me. Oh, right, okay. Because that just made me go, what are they even doing with this show? It was a big cuddly toy bear fighting a demon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Like, Yeah, it's supposed to be like a sort of a Furby type thing. And it's yeah, Furby recur- Power Ranger. Yeah, it's like a recurring character, the recurring thing throughout this. The, the, that's, that's That happened in the season I did watch. They somehow this fluffy toy ends up going back to the viking age when they're traveling and they leave it there and then they it becomes their god and they start worshiping this big fluffy bear but anyway yeah so then season six trailer i was like you know what i wonder how mental this has got since you showed me the big fluffy like teddy fight um and it starts off with two girls getting married um, but then some guy comes in and goes, oh, you didn't think you could have a wedding day without me on the spaceship and then teleports into a bowling alley where apparently they need to beat this like unbeatable team at bowling. Um, and then it cuts to the next snippet. It was like, are we really going to do this? And they're like, yeah, let's do it. And then you'll just take magic mushrooms. Um, and they're like, oh, yeah, I can't believe and feel like I'm really tripping out. It's like, well, they are magic mushrooms you've just eaten. And then I turned it off. Because I was right. like, I, I can't do any more of this. <laughs> and just like, how how did something so good as a like a, the ver- Arrowverse okay, yeah. fall, Descend into such, like, yeah. Yeah, fall into such chaos? This is the problem. Stupidity. You've got to keep, it's the same, it's, it's the Fast and the Furious syndrome. You've got to keep escalating things and things end up just becoming that little bit more ridiculous. And every time you make it a bit more ridiculous, people start wanting more ridiculous. Like people go, oh, at some point they're going to be, you know, cars in space. So they're like, all right, we need to have cars in space. And then people will start talking about there being time traveling cars. And then they'll be like, oh, that's great. That's Fast and the Furious 11 set up. Fast and the Furious goes back in time. And it's it's exactly like that. It just gets worse and worse and just cycles out of control. And you can't bring it back into normalcy at that point. But at least... I know, again, we don't even watch um, 
I mean, I, I gave up on Arrow just before the finale, which is frustrating. Yeah, um, I did. The we don't even watch Flash uh, anymore or any any of that because it just the whole thing. But at least they managed to confine the complete ridiculousness to Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, um, it just it annoyed me because I really wanted to to watch the Crisis yeah. on on, uh, on Middle Earth, not Middle exactly. Earth. <laughs> That's where I got to. Um, and I just never got around to watching it. And I was like, no, no that was the one build I was really excited for. At the um, point they needed to watch it, uh, and now TV took it off the service. And <laughs> and I just, so I just never got around to it. I think it's back on now, so I might get around to it, but we'll see. So um, I just, I can't now. I, it's, I've no. hit that, that level. <laughs> so I, this is quite relevant. This, this is a nice little one more thing. We don't have these very often anymore, but this is, um, this is the reason why I found that video of Cisco on um, on Thingy on Legends Tomorrow. So, so I, this is an interview from uh, years ago. I don't know exactly when, but a long time ago, where a reporter asked Cisco, um, "Is there a real life inspiration behind the Thong song?" Okay, and this is mm-hmm. his apparently his answer. Have you heard of this? Have you read? No, I've not. This is one of the greatest things I've ever read. So it was a cold winter's night laughs. No, I don't remember if it was winter time or not. But I had a date with a young lady uh, and I must have done something right over the course of dinner because I got treated to a more intimate gathering later on. We started to get all hot and heavy. She got undressed and lo and behold, I see something that I never seen before. This article of clothing. (laughs) <laughs> one of the most glorious things I've ever seen in my life. I was like, what are you wearing? And she said, oh, this old thing, it's a thong. I think that was where my hair turned blonde. <laughs> it was wow. like in the Ten Commandments when Moses went to see the burning bush and came back down and his head was silver. I don't really remember the rest of the night because I was under the spell of said material. I was shell-shocked. And then the reporter says, sounds like a transformative experience. Back to Cisco. She already had the cake, but she put the icing on it with the thong. That cemented it. I immediately went home to start writing the song and called my boys up. I saw something yesterday. Gather round. I'll tell you. Everybody leaned in. I, I told them, there's this new underwear girls are wearing, and it's called a thong. It was like the Fellowship of the Ring. Everyone was like, we've got to go out and hunt for the one thong. <laughs> they literally left in that moment a few days later my cousin kid burst through the door i thought there was a fire or somebody got hit by a car and he was like i was with this girl last night and guess what she gave me and i quote that thong 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 <laughs> we burst out laughing <laughs> we laughed all the way to the bank for the record i gave him a big percentage of the song royalties <laughs> <laughs> i so won that entire story to be true wow <laughs> that's that's incredible oh, great like we um just again go i know we were going to end it <laughs> and, and i know we were going to end it but just talking about stories you you wish you were true and stuff um so i've been reading a lot of ben Egg ladies interviews um right. recently obviously because they launched a new album um and we're going through and there's a story about how prince um, just sat and listened to Stunt and was claiming that if it wasn't for the Benick ladies, his, his direction wouldn't be the way that it went. Okay. Um, and he was like, 
oh my god he's like ed was like i i read this like in an article and i was like no way no way would prince have ever said that about us like that that can't be true and he was like gonna google this like i need to know that this is 100 percent accurate before i start spouting off that like prince is claiming that we're an inspiration to him um and apparently it was like in an interview that they did years back like prior to stunt actually coming even coming out um ed and steve were laughing with some interview and they're going like who's your biggest inspiration and stuff and apparently ed just came out some month like waffled about how prince <laughs> said actually we're a main influence and we're going off on that and he was like so you can't can't believe everything that people say but apparently nice. paul, paul mccartney which is an actual guarantee thing apparently paul mccartney reckons that the bernie ladies can sing better than the beatles <laughs> so so there is that <laughs> Okay, fair that's enough. Like that's that's insane. Um, but yeah, out of all those stories, I genuinely hope the Cisco one is the tourist of them all <laughs> because that's just glorious. It's fab, isn't it? It is wunderbar. And I, I would like say it. it's an excellent way to wrap it up. But just before we do go, okay, can I just say happy twentieth birthday to Max Payne? Okay, sure. Because it's 20 years ago. Yeah, I can imagine. It came out this week. I can't believe it's 20 years ago. And it's still incredible. Like, I, I love that. So to celebrate it, um, they actually got Sam Lake, who's the creative director and actually was the face of Max Payne, to dress up. Oh, I didn't Payne know he, he was the face. Interesting. Yeah. Well, the original uh, face before they changed it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he, he was going on about it. I was like, oh, I've got a massive, massive urge to play Max Payne again. Like, it, even to the extent people are like, oh, Max Payne 3 is the worst. And it's like, it's such a bad game. It shouldn't even be involved in Max Payne. Max Payne 3 is a great game. Like, the Max Payne franchise is incredible. Like, they should really think one day about making a film about Max Payne. Yeah. Like, because I think if you, if you do it right, it would be amazing. So. I think now they should definitely yeah. think how they are we going to get that song? guy out of the Uncharted movie to star in it. Tom Holland. He looks nothing like Max Payne. Fair enough. I mean, he's flexible because he's Spider-Man, so obviously, you know, he'll be able to go at flying around and do stuff. Ooh. So, you know, but yeah, I, I, I genuinely think that you could do that in the like, sort of Sin City-esque style film. No, yeah. with the proper like noir narration going over it proper max Payne style new york minute all that sort of stuff it'll be amazing but yeah we just need more max Payne. world i'm so surprised think, they, they I haven't i think it's time has passed nah it nah it's still still incredible and they need to reboot it that's the one that they need if they're going to do a remake of any game coming out max Payne go back and just tart it up a bit just it's absolutely stunning still to play so mm-hmm. yeah they they genuinely need to to either do a a reboot or do a remake with the first one. Don't touch story or anything, but just tart it up a bit to make it plain a bit nicer. But it is still so good. It it was great. I loved it. That was one of my my favourite games on the original Xbox. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the bloody Game Boy Advance version of it was great. It was just yeah, it was isometric, wasn't it? Yeah. It was really, really good. Like, really enjoyed it. So, yeah, we really need to, to do some more Max Payneage. Is it on Steam? It is on Steam. Well, there you go, Reg. 
Get it, so, boss. There we go. Yeah. First game to play on your new Steam Deck when you eventually get it. Next year. Quarter two, <laughs> 2022. Win! <laughs> <laughs> I'm now looking. Max Payne 2 is on it as well. So there you go. Oh, and nice. 3, obviously. But... There you go. Grab the trilogy, might as well. <sighs> Max Payne Bundle 1 and 2, 9.99. Bargain. Just wunderbar. Max Payne 3, 17.99. <sighs> Life is good. Mm, I bet. 17.99 is a bit steep. Wait for a sale. I mean, I I bought the uh, the collector's edition, didn't I? I know you with the big statue. Yeah. yeah, it was Ash's birthday as well, and I think we went to was it Rosie's? I think we went out celebrating your birthday when Max Payne three came out, and I got the the DJ to do a shout out for a, a very someone's very special birthday, and Ash was like, oh, <laughs> it was for Max Payne. Um, it was the release of Max Payne three, and it was. Glorious. Yep, she hates me again now. I was just yeah. back in the good books, but now I've reminded oh, her of when I was born. Apparently she forgot about that. I never did because it was a glorious tale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's giving me the finger now. But it was worth it. Always worth it. Hmm? Our child destroyed your body, not just my child. <laughs> Anywho. Thanks for listening. Yeah, anyway, sorry. You're still with us. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, it felt like we needed to do an elongated one. Yeah. So there you go. Fair An hour and a half. One is fine. It's been a while, hasn't it, for us to do a nice long bumper episode. It's been a while. Considering I didn't think I had anything to talk about. I know, right? Thank God for G.I. Joe. Exactly. Exactly. That's Cisco. <laughs> Thank God for Cisco. I never thought we'd say that, Bryce. No. Right. Anyway, thank you for listening. And uh, And we will see you again very soon. See you and toodles. toodles.